0: This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship, because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. All right now, after the roots, the trunk, and the branches are established and growing, we can really start paying attention to the fruit on this tree, this Sakoka tree, right? The fruit is something that you practice producing even while you're growing the roots, trunk and branches. Why? Because you have to start coaching people early on. But this fruit, another analogy for you inside of an analogy. I don't know if that's legal, but we're doing it. This fruit of coaching, this coaching practice fruit on this Sokoka tree is like the first two or three pancakes. They're always a little off in con- consistency or texture and they're always either a little overcooked or undercooked. It's almost like the law of gravity. You have to accept this is how you make pancakes. You accept that the first batch is always kind of a little bit weird but the first batch is how you get to the second batch it's how you know what to tweak so that the second batch is better and then you adjust the heat and you add more wet or dry ingredients and so on and then by that time everybody's at the table you have a nice tall batch of I don't know maybe you call them flapjacks and no one ever has to know about the strange little pile in the trash can Or maybe that strange little pile ended up on your plate because you ran out of batter to feed all the people. But my point is, if you don't make the first batch, there's never a finished batch that is something you can serve. The fruit on your coaching business, the tree, is like that. Start coaching as early as possible so you can identify, tweak, edit, and end up with excellent fruit. So that's actually going to help you understand the roots and trunks and branches better if you're coaching people along the way. Now, if you are linear in your thinking and as you, listen to, as you listen to this gardening series, you feel like you have to do everything in the order I'm telling you, you might wonder if right now I'm telling you to do something out of order, <laughs> if if coaching is like the fruit the the coaching results the transformation inside coaching if that's the fruit of the tree and i'm telling you that coaching is you know you need to start doing that even as you're building a root system and planting the seeds etc well i understand that you might think that way but i want to remind you that you don't go through all of the work to plant the seed and grow the roots and a trunk and the branches If you care nothing about the fruit you want it to produce, so it makes perfect sense that even before you have everything strong and in place, you would be thinking about the fruit you want on that tree. Then you need to taste the fruit like this. You have to see if you even enjoy fruit like this. That looks like practicing coaching people before you go start an entire business that literally turns on the whole idea that you're a coach. If you don't like coaching, you don't want a coaching business. That's silly. Go teach something. Go become a consultant. Go do the things that don't require you to hear what other people have to say. (laughs) Because that's what coaching is. It's a client relationship where the client has something to say. You are a guide. They are the ones doing all the work. They're the one who determines what kind of results they want. I, am, I know that I'm teaching you about getting results and, you know, experiencing transformation in your client sessions, but you have to remember that even in your ideal client and audience research, you could just sit and think about kind of results you can get somebody or want to get somebody, but when you coach people, you find out what kind of results they want and that trumps what you want. They have results they want to get. They have transformation they're going after. What they want in the session trumps every single time what you have thought about and decided you can give them. So you've got to pay attention to the people in front of you. Now, when you focus on the fruit, you look at all of the things that correlate to your coaching practice, which is different from your business. So, your practice is more about how you show up basically, your approach as a coach in session with clients versus the way you run your business, like as an entrepreneur. So, this means you have to have coaching models and tools. And you can listen to episode number 78. I, where I talk about some different models of coaching, one of which is my own called Swim Laura, <laughs> which stands for Storyline Why Imagine Miracles. Listen, Align, Undergird, Reality, and Action. So... Go, you can go listen to that and understand more about what I'm talking about. There's a lot of different models. I'm just, I'm giving you four or five of them plus my own in this episode number 78, okay? Link will be in the show notes, make it easy for you to find. You have to think about who you are as a coach. So your style, your personality, your boundaries, the way you communicate, all of the things. And then um, on my website, sterlingandstonementoring.com, there's a quiz on the front page and It's about what type of, like, what's your superpower as a coach? You can take that. That's going to help you dial it in a little bit more. Are you a pastoral coach, past strategy coach, mentor coach, or a possibility coach? Um, And, you know, obviously you can be a little mix of two or three of them. I am. Then you have to think about the session flow. And I created a really easy session flow reminder that you can print and put out by by your computer or wherever you want it to be. It's free inside of the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. So you just join there and then go to the Files tab and click on the Session Flow Reminder. There's also a bunch of other freebies in there like the Coaching Models List, the Life Coaches 10 Golden Goals, Feelings Wheels, um, Visionating Worksheets, Scriptures and Prayers to Pray Over Your Business, and also the Swim Laura bookmark that I told you about. And what to do, when a client says, but I don't know. (laughs) So all those kind of things, they're inside the Facebook group under the files tab. Go grab them. And you need to be evaluating the client results. So sometimes you're not going to feel like clients got the results you wanted them to get. Or they are going to say, I don't feel like I achieved something as quickly or as fully as I wanted to. Remember to offer grace both to them and to yourself. Because... Everybody interprets the results they get individually. Sometimes you're going to go, wow, that was really amazing. And you'll hear back from a client that they they feel confused. And <laughs> you wonder, what? It's all up to interpretation. That's what happens when you deal with people, right? And you're in the people business if you're a coaching business. So that's why it's really important to ask questions as you go along to ensure that they're feeling like they're on track to grow, gain results, and find transformation. So you can ask these questions at at the end of your session or during, you can send them an email asking these questions or you could even, you could have your clients like journal after each session about the results and transformation they're experiencing. Um, That way they have something to like look back on and they can see for themselves, I did grow. I did do this. I achieved XYZ. That's really good for them to look back at and see, wow, this investment was really worth it because they kept track of it. But use all of this information in research and development. So pay attention to what people say they gain, um, the kind of results they get, what life is like after coaching, including what was like life like before coaching i suggest gathering all of the information you get and adding it to like a document or create a spreadsheet to help you know where where did they say they were at at point a what how did they describe it how did they describe the gap between a and b what was building the bridge with you like and what was life like once they got across the bridge to point b Keep that information, It that research and development helps you serve other people better. And then ask yourself, you know, like, how do you define transformation? What is it that you're hoping to get? What are you looking for? Because transformation is one of those things that it's up to interpretation. It's relative. It's very individual. But transformation is, I went from being this person to being that person I wanted to become. What does that look like for you? Because as a coach and as an entrepreneur, you're going to experience a lot of transformation. You're going to bump into all kinds of belief systems you never knew that you had. You're going to believe a lot of lies and see them clearly because, whoa, you're being asked to grow. You're you're asked asking yourself to level up. You're challenging yourself just by saying, "Hey, this is something I want to go do." You're telling your soul, "We're not going to do things the same way we've always done them." You're telling your body it has to do new things or stretch itself. It has to get up earlier. It has to be a little bit more stressed out while you're doing certain stages of this building process. You you're asking the spirit within you to rise up and lead your soul and your body in a way it never has before as a coach and entrepreneur. So transformation is going to require energy for you, but also for your clients. So keep that in mind while you're actually cultivating your coaching practice and going after the results that you want to see both in your life, in your practice, your business, and in your clients' lives. Okay. Now you might want to create some kind of roadmap that clearly shows how their point A and their point B connect with the coaching bridge that you offer. You could write it out. You could draw it out and then like fill it out together, make it look like a roadmap, make it look like a boat going from a shore to a horizon, maybe just a cliff to a cliff with a bridge in between, something that helps them understand. Um, where they are before working with you, how the gap between A and B is affecting them, how a bridge being built is actually possible, and what they're going to know, have, be, and do after coaching when they reach point B. So talk to clients to make sure you're on the right track as you are in session, as you walk through the different sessions, and let them You know, help them to see clearly where they're going and ask questions to make sure, do we need to recalibrate, turn the boat a degree or two? You know, doing the changes sooner will actually increase the results that you get and reflect upon past sessions and different goals that you guys have met together and the transformation that they're seeing Throughout the relationship, rather than just at the end, it's really energizing when people can see what they've done, what they've gained, and then track both the tangible and the intangible results. So the tangible is like what kind of habits they formed, enabling them to lose weight or get a promotion. And then the intangible results are the confidence they gained, the trust that they feel, the worth that they now internally experience, right? Those are intangible, but they produce the intangible roots produce the tangible fruits. Okay, and then don't forget to celebrate the wins when they when they gain something, when they change something, when they when they achieve something. Um, even if they just feel different on the inside today versus last session, celebrate these things. Celebrate with them how they're. Their son or their daughter responded differently to them and didn't slam the bedroom door because they were able to manage their own thought life and respond rather than react when the kid was like, no, I don't want to X, Y, Z. (laughs) You can't make me. (laughs) Whatever it is. Celebrate those little things. They seem little, but they give hope to the client and they should give hope to you. They, they are showing you that the work that you're investing in is really successful. It's fruitful. Now, as you coach more, you're going to probably find that there are certain things you can offer your clients that are going to help ensure success. And maybe you'll find that using different coaching tools, kind of like some of the ones that, or well, all of the ones that I teach inside the Greenhouse uh, Life Coach Training and Certification Course, uh, you're going to find that different coaching tools help your clients get on track sooner, or get more clarity about their point A and point B, and maybe you create your own tools based on what you're seeing. The need is after you've coached, let's say, twenty different people with this, who all have the same desired results. Go coach these people, and then evaluate like what kind of tool in coaching that I, could I create? Now there are tons of places to find tools, but I love unique tools. When I can come up with something that works really well for my clients in particular, I find it to be profoundly more um, powerful, right? So like there's a tool inside the greenhouse called the 12 TikToks. And basically, I use it to help clients who need to become more aware of these six things that they're waiting for someone or something outside of them to be or do, and the six things they're waiting on themselves to be or do before they believe, decide, commit, and take action. So this helps them take responsibility for their own story and do what needs to be done instead of waiting forever and a day. And then I just created the tool because I saw over time that so many clients describe their need to be taught before they try, to be perfectly confident before taking action, and saying things like, well, when I have my world set up the way I want it to be, then I will go do X, Y, Z. But I couldn't have created that tool without having all of the clients in front of me that I learned from. I I learned from their language what the 12 TikToks were, right? And then I said, wow, I'm seeing how some of them are waiting on external things and some of them are waiting on internal things. And if I can help them develop language around that and identify those things, it's going to be a powerful tool that we can use. So you could take a coaching tool that you read about in a book or in a training that you take, and then you can contextualize those things to your clients. I highly recommend that you do that. And you can use tools inside of your content. Like, the content that you, share, that, that you share in the Sokoka tree branches, you know, the sharing of the S to help people, um, you can actually help them coach themselves by implementing and introducing and teaching tools in your content. And then those people get quick wins even before they work with you. So then they're gonna think to themselves, if I get results just from the free content, how much better are the results gonna be if I make an investment into coaching with this person? So ultimately, all of the things that you do to practice and begin coaching, whether you're paid for it or not, are the first fruits of your coaching. They are where you start seeing the lives of your clients changing and also how your life changes. And you start seeing the possibilities and the hope and the transformative results that build their faith and yours. So don't neglect the actual coaching, even if you're scared of doing it. Well, especially if you're scared of doing it. Because if you think of it, the sooner you start lifting weights, the sooner you're going to have stronger muscles, right? What are your TikToks, I guess? Like, what are you waiting for? The sooner you make the first batch of pancakes, then the sooner you're going to have a full platter to serve the hungry mob at the table. (laughs) Don't forget the real maple syrup because it's totally worth it. So all right, that is about it for right now. And I realize that at the end of the last episode, I told you the next episode was going to be about the mature fruit, but I lied to you. So I totally forgot. We're going to talk about the first fruits of coaching in this episode, but the next episode from now is actually going to be chatting about the mature fruit on this tree. So keep listening, sign up for the call to coach webinar, September 6th at 1, um, 1 PM Eastern time. And remember that with God, all things are possible. I hope that you love this episode and you feel challenged, inspired, and encouraged. If you're a coach or you want to be one, jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group so we can connect over there. And to work with me, grab the links in the show notes to get quick clarity about your calling as a coach and entrepreneur, as well as how to get trained as a coach with Starling and Stone and start your own business. Bless you, friend.